All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Frank Delana. Today, the energy is high. We got Dr. Juan Batista. Doc, say what's good. Thanks for having me, man. I'm here. We're fired up. Uh, Sipping a little, enjoying ourselves, recording this on a little Thursday evening. You know, Doc, I want to come out of the gate here. You played at Fresno State. You're now huge in the athletic community as a doctor helping people get right. You got a lot of things on your list. We'll get to those. (laughs) But I want to go back because you are part of a, a middle generation of athletes I've had on this. What was your why that pushed you through those hard days of the Pat Hill era at Fresno State? What, what, what got your ass out of bed? Well, you know what? I actually, it's, it's funny you say that. I actually grew up, uh, you know, with a, a father that is, is a badass man. Right. You know, the whole thing here in the Valley. We're very, very proud of our roots, right? And so my Hell dad, yeah. believe it or not, came across here as a kid, came across <laughs> here illegally and whatnot. And eventually became a physician. Wow. And he tells me these stories of like, man, working, working the fields, blah, blah, then going to medical school, blah, blah, doing all these amazing, amazing things. And what happened, I'm that kind of guy that says, well, you know, it, it sounds great, but that's his story. I agree. I'm how, the same how way. I, yeah. What, what about my story? I want to beat my dad. That's, there you go. Yeah. And so that was one of the things that I said is, you know, to me, the best way of being grateful and being thankful to someone is with your actions, right? Couldn't agree Making more. Making it happen. And so- when that happened, you know, with my dad, I, I you know, kind of looked at him. I said, no, I, I want to be the next one. And in my family, we come from family of boxers. Uh, I mean, a lot of us boxed. And uh, there was no one that played football. Okay. And so sure enough, coming out of Memorial, sound came more like yourself. I was, hey, what, yeah, you, you hey know, what do you know? You know huh? I mean? Put it on so the Memorial page. I, I, I was a, a decent athlete there and, you know, got a couple of offers uh, to smaller schools. Uh-huh. And I said, no, I want to play D1. Yep. And my dad, believe it or not, as much as a, as a badass he is, he's like, nah, I mean, I want you to focus on school. I want you to focus I said, nah, nah, school, I'll go back to. Right, right. I'm going to play It's football. time. And so it's so funny because uh, when I came on, it was me and a, uh, a small guy from Chowchilla named Cameron Warrell. Now, now, that's where it changes. He obviously went to the pros. I ended up going to medical school. So hey, that's, what, that's, that's what I realized. Both are successful. You got it. And, and so for me, that why was, you know, there's, uh, you know, people obviously like Goggins that talk about the accountability mirror. I'm Absolutely. big into that. When I wake Hell up yeah. and, I, you know, I got children now. I wake up and I say, no, how am I going to preach someone to something, whether it's a patient, my kid, myself, uh-huh. if I'm not doing it? Right. And so I live by that. And that's, that's kind of what pumps me up, you know? I mean, that's absolutely awesome. And that, that's such a prototype that any young athlete or adult who needs a reality check right now could take that and have their own reality mirror right, right. there. Right. Because, you know, I think one of my questions was going to be later down the road, I'm going to ask it now. If you're more disciplined now yeah. than you were when you played. And I've had a bunch of athletes on, and the, and the way they answer that is kind of hit or miss. Some guys are like, dude, I grinded so hard when I played. It was gone. And it doesn't hurt me inside. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons I started this podcast was because that transition from being that grinder of an athlete right. who puts the physical and mental work in that people right. don't understand the mental side. They see the physical side, but they don't realize the mental side. And in reality, all you're doing is sharpening the tools Absolutely. in your toolbox you're going to these different heights mentally that you didn't think you could go to. And once you get plopped into the regular world, mm-hmm. well, you got, you got, you, I don't want to say you got an advantage, but you got an advantage. Right. Absolutely. You've gone you through do. adversity. You overcome it. And I, uh, going back to the accountability mm-hmm. mirror, the hardest part, I think, for an athlete after they were done yep. being that high profile, everyone loved them. They mm-hmm. had to be in the tip top shape, do this, do that, show up on time here, is they knew if they didn't go to practice, they were running, oh, they yeah. were rolling, they were puking, they were going to lose their spot. Yeah. Now, if you sleep in, there is nobody mm-hmm. that's going to be on your ass and say, "Absolutely, you know, I can't do it. So, you know, 
you, we talked about before the pod, you're up at four in the morning, you're working all day, grinding throughout the week. Would you say you're more disciplined now than you were when you were playing football at the Vision One level? At Vision One level, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm much more disciplined now than I was back then, and I think that's actually what I also help some of these athletes, some of the athletes that we've you've even brought on. I've helped out out with, and that becomes discipline not only in physical ability, and I think right. that's what we do when we're young athletes, but on your mental as well as your your nutritional, meaning you're taking care of your health. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things. As I got older, I started realizing, hey, there's there's a whole community of people that depend on me. If I'm not at 100%, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever you want to say, then I'm actually cheating them out, right? right? Cheating them from 100% of me. So with that being said, no, I had to be sharp. I had to be sharp. And I had to be sharp in terms of my study. So people say, man, why do you wake up so early? I tell people, listen, when I'm seeing patients, whether it's a patient, uh, uh, well, I always tell the story, I'm two days a week, not Mother Teresa, but I take care of the, the very poor and underserved. The other three days a week, man, I'm taking care of athletes, stem yep. cells, anti-aging, optimizing people. Well, when I'm seeing those patients, I give them my 100% commitment. So I don't have time to take phone calls or talk to people. So my studying is done in the morning because I can control my morning. So the first thing I tell anybody, whether you want to go to law school, medical school, lose weight, get your ass up in the morning. Uh Because while other people are sleeping, that's your opportunity to compound those extra hours. Yep. So I I became much more disciplined. Same thing came with with, uh, eating, right? Um, you know, I'm sound stereotypical. I'm a Hispanic guy. I say, I love my tortillas. I love them, right? <laughs> hey, I, I'm yeah, a white guy. Yeah. I love your tortillas. But, but I tell people, due to my genetics, due to the health that I want, Monday through Friday morning, I'm pretty darn disciplined. Yeah. I really don't eat that stuff. Friday night, my kids are in Chicago. I'm going to go get some pizza. Saturday, let's go get up. My mom's an amazing cook. But Monday through Friday morning, I'm going to try to be disciplined. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. That compounded, I think, with football. You, you know, you learn some of the mental toughness. You learn the physical. Yeah. But then you you have to start carrying that on as you get as you get older. And you got to start, hey, man, I got to eat right. I got to sleep, right? That's yep. another thing. Yep. So those are all things that really built on. Going with that, I think people need to understand this. Though. When people give up, your, I'm sorry, when people finish their sports. Right. It is it is a reality that there's a high percentage of depression that comes out. You're empty. You're empty. Yeah. Because us, even though we're adults, we need structure. Yeah. So we had goals. We had spring ball. We have the first game. We have every week. Yeah. Once you graduate and you can sleep in, you can do this. So eat whatever you want. Oh, the night you can eat whatever you want. Absolutely. And so one of the things that in, that I deal with with a lot of patients uh, or, and that that are ex athletes is getting them back in the motive again. What is that? Why exactly? Like you said, in physics, right? We call it inertia. Right now, if we have a big boulder, it's hard to push. It's hard to move it. But once it gets going, it starts rolling. It's that initial energy to get your ball going again. Right. That's what I love. That's what fires me up. How do you get that person that's overweight and get going? How do you get that ex-athlete that was once a stud? And you've seen some of them. A stud. And now you look at my God, Lee. He's yeah. beast. He's depressed. What's going on? I'm here to help him. That's what fires me up. Because back in the day, much like yourself, you know, we're known as being fast. We're known as having heart. Coach Hill's like, oh, Bautista would hit anybody. Right, right. Now, now I'm not going to hit anybody. No. Now, now I'm hitting 300 pounders. I'm saying, we're going to lose some weight. We're going to get healthy. Right. How can I help you? You know what I mean? That's what fires me up. That was awesome. What, I mean, have you caught yourself in a lull in, in, in your personal accountability? Because, I mean, I, I yeah. have, I've, in my, okay, so I'll lay it out for you. I, um, I work on the farm. People who understand the podcast, they know this at this point. During harvest, I wake up at, 2.37 a.m. It's yeah. early mornings. I drive out to Kettleman City. It's an hour drive, hour commute. I'm there mm-hmm. till usually 4.30. Mm-hmm. So that's a long day with a two-hour right. commute. I caught myself last year. Um, 
I wasn't working out like I wanted to. Yeah. And I love, anybody who's ever played with me, I love working out. I'm not like a GB3 rat or anything like right. that. But I love, you put a lift in front of me. I wanted, I want to attack right. it. I want to throw some weight up. I want to do something that I probably can't do. Yeah. But I still want to see if I can do it. Yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, like, oh, let's do 10 reps. Oh, let's, let's see if we can do five more. Like, just 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 because we can. Yeah. We're finished. Let's run the rack. Get some curls right. in. Have to, yeah. right? And that part of me was taken away. And like, I told my I told my dad who he went through this exactly yeah. how I did for the same thing with football where I just, I, I missed lifting weights. Yeah. I was reading books. I was listening to books. My, I was sharp as pursuing my career, yeah. pursuing the podcast, pursuing my, you know, I'm now engaged. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely firing on all cylinders, but I was already getting up really early and I was getting home late and I was like, I got to find time for this right now. Right. And I don't have time to, drive to a GB3 or something right. like that. Put a bench press in my garage. Yeah. And I've I said, you know what? I can't do these fun hour and a half lifts like we used to. Right. But guess what? Got a little speaker, bench press in the garage. I have like a couple mixes that are like 37 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, there you go. I start it and I say you're going to go as hard as you yeah. can. Yeah. And these are you know, I got like yeah. a Monday, Wednesday, Friday lift, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday deal. But that's how I keep myself accountable Good. now. Good. And and it's you know, it's hard because I also went through this stage where you go to the gym and you know what? You're just you're just not feeling it, man. Right. It's different lifting in a football weight room Absolutely. where the juice is just immaculate. Yep. You got it. You're max lifting and you got 55 yeah. dudes around you yelling at you. You're going to get it up. Yep. yep. Versus you got, you know, maybe yeah. headphones on and yep. you're like, ah, all right, let's yeah. see if we can get this one yeah. going. It's different. So there's that absolute lull there. And, you know, what I wanted to trigger into is like, you mentioned you're helping these athletes climb yeah. out of that hole. Right. Do you have a specific program? Do you have something or are, are you just more of, hey, these athletes come to me and I'm mentoring them? You, you know what? I God, I would I would love to say that there's, you know, a specific protocol that we do. Everybody's different, right? We're all totally. the same in God's eyes, but we're all a little bit different. So yes, there's things I do medically, right? I look at their blood work. I look at hormones or testosterone. I look at vitamin D, thyroid, all these things to make sure they're optimized, right? Meaning, uh, um, you know, I'm not, well, in my case, right, I'm never going to be 23, but I'm going to be the best 43 I can right. be. Right. Meaning it, it makes sure my body is the best that I can be. But the main thing is when I get with these people, it's connection. And now I'm going to sound regular MD, but I'm going to talk about things, energy, right? Energy is never- We call it juice there. on this show. We call it the juice, the juice. <laughs> well, juice is never created or destroyed, but it's transferred. Right? Those are basic laws of thermodynamics and physics. So when I get to someone, and you know this, you walk into a room, there's someone that brightens up the room. Totally. So I'm walking and you say, man, this, but you also got that guy that comes in and goes, oh my God, Bautista's is here, son of a gun. Right? So Body I try to make a commitment. When I see that person, what's this energy? What's his energy like? And you'll see that there's two different types of people. There's people that are out there that their energy is lost. They're, man, I don't know what to do. And so for them, it might be, hey, I need to, I need to get this dude and, and, and find a way to get him to want some energy, right? On the other end, and this is where the majority of people that come to me, this is actually sad as a physician. And I, I take blame for this as well. Most people come to me, and what that means, they're actually begging for help. They may not say that, but they come in with an energy. And we felt that before, man, this guy needs some help. Yeah. And you have that choice right there in life to say, hey, I'm either going to just watch this dude suffer, I'm going to be a regular doctor, write a prescription, or I'm going to help this dude out. Yeah. We, we've all had that, right? So totally. the, the, the same thing is, you, you'll see this every day. Every day, and I'm, I'm a sucker for motivation. I love it. I mean, you know, I teach my kids this. Every day, you'll drive down Herndon Avenue or you'll drive down Clovis Avenue and you'll see a car that's out of commission. One guy will step out of the car, 
and go help that guy push that car. Thousands of people will drop by, drive by watching. Guess what? That one guy that got out and helped him push, he will motivate the next guy. You know, yeah, let me help this guy out. Then you see two guys help him. 100%. We have that option in life. We have that option in life to one, watch, to help, or three, get someone else to help. Right. And that's the thing. That's what I That's what I love. And those those are passions that that fire me up. Now, you're saying, oh, do I ever get burnt out? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I get burnt out? And I would hate to sound like a, like a Goggins, right, where yeah. I don't get burned out. But that's why I also think it's important, just like what you're doing here. I'm not just saying this because I'm here. Important to keep passing that juice, that energy. It's never created or destroyed. Yes. It's transferred, right? Yes. Kinetic energy, uh, uh, what's it called? Potential. It's all energies that are transferred. So for myself, there's times where I'm like, man, what am I doing? I could just make 10 times more money just doing Botox and all this stuff. Why am I helping out the poor two days a week? Right. There's times I think that. But I, I, the way I prevent that is I carry a nice group. And there's a, there's a an experiment that I show my medical students. And I get a balloon. I wish I would have brought it. I get a balloon. And I fill this balloon with air. And then I have another balloon and I fill it with water. That balloon, if I light a match with it with air, pops. Pop. Right? If I get a balloon right now, and I'll post it on my Instagram later, I'll do it live. Right. I fill it with a little bit of water and I light it with a lighter. What happens? It doesn't pop. It's not going to pop, yeah. It keeps going. And then people are like, oh my gosh, aren't you scared? Put it over my head. And the reason it doesn't pop is because that water absorbs that energy. It's transferred in there, right? Right. So what I tell people is this. We all got a popping point. Uh-huh. The reason I haven't popped is because I not only fill myself up with water. I'm not saying I'm drinking water today. We're drinking whiskey. <laughs> uh, I fill myself up with people that also help me out. So on my team alone, I just told you, I have people like Nikki Metchikoff, right? right? She calls me and she'll tell me, she'll keep me accountable. Like, at least you're being grumpy. Yeah. Right. Or, hey, uh, when I start talking about not helping the poor, oh, you said you we got to help the poor. So we help the poor. I got people like my best friend, Darren, who works with me, Bubba. You know, Bubba makes sure that, you know, when things are going on, he's like, hey, man, this, this isn't you, Juan. You're, you're here to to help people out, not for not for Instagram, so to speak, right. rather to help people out. So you got to have that account. You got to have that crew that yeah. absorbs that energy with you. You got to surround yourself with the people Absolutely. that are like-minded and, and give you positive vibes. And, I very much agree And you only that. need a few. And so for the rest of the people, they turn around, they see me, hey, man, this guy Bautista that has full of energy. Full. And absolutely, because they're my water. They absorb the bad energy for me. Mm-hmm. They make sure that I don't pop. They also make sure that I fill it up. With, now, if I would have filled that balloon with petroleum or gasoline, they will blow up in my face. Right, right, right. Do that experience. So it's very important what you fill your body up with. And that could even be with food. That's what I do with my athletes, right? So I had a, a bunch of guys um, trying out for the combine, right? Some of them did very well, you know, some of them. Um, and the first thing we look at is their, their nutrition status. Yeah, if these guys are eating Flaming Hot Cheetos, um, if these guys are eating all these inflammatory foods, low estrogen, I'll tell you the first thing that's going to happen, they're going to pull a hamstring. Big study came out of University of Alabama, showed a direct correlation hamstring pulls, and low vitamin C. As a matter of fact, most athletes, uh, uh, I think it was about 40%, were deficient on vitamin C. Isn't wow. that amazing? We're talking about hamstrings earlier. I, I'm a hamstring yeah, guy. We, we're yeah, talking yeah. about hamstrings earlier. So that's one of the things. So why would someone have low vitamin C? Because they're eating junk in college. You know this. Yeah. Flaming hot Cheetos, Takis, processed food. Crazy. Your body, is, your body is a machine, man. You feed it good things, it's just like that balloon is not going to pop. Yeah. And that's actually what I teach my patients. And that, to me, doesn't matter if they're a, a homeless lady, uh, if it's someone picking in the fields, someone that just got out of prison, or one of the best athletes in prison. We right. give them that best, that opportunity. Do, are you, have you ever, I mean, I'm just thinking now this is off the cuff because one of the things about bringing the juice, I, I do want people to have an understanding of the mental side of athletics. Yeah, And absolutely. I think there's a lot of fans, I say it all the time, we watch these guys on TV, they're on our fantasy teams. Shit, their jerseys are yeah, around us. Yeah. But do you just know them? Especially, I think football is the worst one because you got a helmet on. Mm-hmm. When you, and you know, when you play, 
I feel like I feel like I'm six foot yeah. two hundred, man. I'm, 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 I, you're feel like right. a superhero when right. you're out there. Right. But in reality, if you're in street clothes, yeah. you treat those guys differently than when they're just took their helmet off out of Bulldog Stadium. So to have, be able to have a platform where people can talk, athletes, yeah. not just people, the guys who have literally done this in the yeah. NFL, in the Olympics, yeah. at the Division One level, you name it, can talk about the mental side of it. Right. And I'm talking like how it can relate towards a professional. Right. Think about a high school junior in high school who's going through it, who's battling for a spot right, right. now. And maybe their team's doing really well and the guy ahead of him, yeah. he, it's a business. It's a business. Maybe there's a coach that likes, yeah. whose dad works with the other coach. Maybe there's, I mean, there's all kinds of crap that oh, goes yeah. on. Yeah. It's how do you deal with it? And you yeah. can't let that negativeness affect you. Right. You can't let it pop your balloon. Right. Absolutely. You can't do it. And so what I'm thinking is the way, I mean, the way you're going, to, you're talking to these athletes, like, is there like a, a, a forum, a board, a, a group, a club that we could make to help the you mental at the mental side of athletics? Right. You know, I, I wish we could. I, and, and, you know, I, I think we should, you sure. know, I'll, I'll speak on this gentleman doesn't mind if I share his medical information, but a good friend, young, young man by the name of Mark A. Davis, right? Good guy. Running yeah. back out of Dos Palos, was a receiver at Fresno State, played a little bit in the league. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, he went through, a, or he's going through a very, very tough catch. Came to me one day, said, hey, doc, you know, man, I've got a little issue here. Right. And all of a sudden, holy crap, all these uh, tumors, right? He's been battling it for quite some time. What was so beautiful to see, yeah, we did the GoFundMe and all that good stuff. But we're in this group text message of all these brothers that we call, right? Yep. Brothers of football, so to speak, that support this guy, Marquet, in his battle of cancer. And it's so beautiful to see, man. So I 100% agree with that. But the cool thing that's cool that that happened, start off with cancer, then you have another guy that maybe is going through depression. You know, uh, in, in my field, and these I won't talk about, but I do get players that become suicidal, right? Yeah. People that come through. And you see how quick we are to back each other up. Right. But the problem with us in football, you know, we've grown up, we're great at being teammates, but we're also, we're very, hey, man, we're the star. I'm good. Yep. I'm good. Hey, you yep. hurt your hamstring. I'm all right, coach. Yeah. She's a little yeah. tight, right? Yeah. So I think that's awesome. The more we start talking about it, the more people will, will you know, respond to it and come out with a form. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I know I'm smart enough to know that within a group of us, we're pretty darn smart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it is, I think, and there's so many podcasts out there that talk sports yeah. and like, I knew I had to differentiate myself and I didn't have one. Yeah. And I, th and I think about, you know, I, again, I was on the sideline with Derek Carr this weekend. We talked about it. He knew about bringing the juice. We talked about yeah. it. We're going to get an episode after season. But, I mean, to hear about how these guys really think yeah. and how they really go right. through their struggles. Right. Like, these dudes, they're athletes are human beings also. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the crazy part that people can't comprehend. And this podcast, everyone can listen to it and hear what you think as yeah. you were once a Division One yeah. athlete doing big things. Current guys, yeah. Um, but to have a group for like, I don't want to call it, you know, not like a, yeah, you know, a therapy session right, or right. anything like that. But like, sometimes you just need that that Absolutely. that that closed door with people that understand you eye yeah. to eye, Absolutely. and that's why I think I have such good podcasts with people. Yeah, no, you're because butt, because even like Dr. Batista, we didn't really know each other very no. much until then. People would guess we freaking have known each other for 15 years right. talking to this right. because you know how I feel about this mental health yeah. stuff, this what struggles go yeah. through as an athlete. And I know you've been through yeah. it. So there's a there's automatically right. a sign of respect. Like I tell people all the time, like a guy could shake my hand and be like, yeah, you know, I played four years at 
so-and-so college. I'm like, okay, you've been through adversity. Like, at least I know that about you. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what your diet is, how your marriage is, any of that stuff. But I know that you've been through some shit at one point in your life and you've overcame it. Yeah. And, you know, it brings me back, man. You you brought up Goggins. I'm a huge Goggins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love David Goggins. If you don't know him yet, figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) But one thing that I bring up about Goggins, and this is hard for me to say because I love him, but it's I I want to make it more normal. And I want to, my one of my goals is to get him on the podcast and ask him, hey, what if you had to work all day? Mm-hmm. How would you go about it? How many pull-ups would you do? How many miles would you run? Because yeah. Goggins, badass Navy SEAL, has overcome yeah. some insane things. Yeah. Can't Hurt Me is one of the best books you could possibly right. read. But he's he's able to not work because he wrote he wrote a good book. He goes and gets paid to talk yeah. to people. Hey, goals. Yeah. I want to write a book and be able to do right. stuff like that. But if I'm working 80-hour work weeks right. and trying to be a good young 25-year-old kid yeah. who is thriving in life and I, I can't, you know, do some of the things mm-hmm. Goggins doing, what I want to know, what would he do? So how do you take slices of Goggins right. and not take it, not, I know you wouldn't take it literal, yeah. but how do you apply it? Right. He, he, no, and I think that's, that's a, man, it would be awesome to have him on the show. And I also think goals. that's why, goals, man, <laughs> and, and you will, you will. And, and, you know, part of what you're doing and the reason it's helping out people, can I use the word energy? Juice is what it is. Sure. But again, juice is never created or destroyed. It's transferred. What juice are you going to transfer to someone? Right. Are you going to give them something that's sour? Are you going to give something that's going to help them? Mm-hmm. Right? Also, what juice are you going to accept? Right. Right? Are you going to... Uh, I tell people this all the time. I talk to my kids. They're on their, their social media. And you'll see this. People on social media, they're like, oh, man, I'm getting angry. I'm going to respond. Yeah. That's literally... Believe it or not, that's energy, right? If right, you right. looked at like Absolutely. a Absolutely. I get it, it all the time. It, it goes to your eyeball, right? So your eye hits your retina. Does this reaction in your brain? Uh, lateral genicolate nuclei. I'm gonna sound like a nerd, and it creates <laughs> it creates a, a action potential that creates a sense of feeling. Yeah, that was off a post. Yeah, so that energy that you got off a post. So what I tell people is, one, you have to be careful what you put in your body. Totally. The great thing about social media, you have every ability to swipe it. Get out of here. You you throw your phone it. on the couch and get away from it. Yeah. And it's also important. What are you putting on social media? Uh, are you trying? And, and what you're trying to do is you're trying. You got a lot of juice to give, man. And you're giving it. Trying to. And that's the good thing. And so transferring of data. And what I would say about, you know, what we're, obviously I don't know all the answers, but about, you know, David Goggins and whatnot. And what would we do with it? I say this all the time. What about that person, right? That I'm talking about eating healthy, exercising. The guy's working three jobs, two jobs to get his kids through, right? Then you start realizing that, you know what? It's actually, it's a mental state that we look at. There's a person right now in the ICU at Valley Children's, right? Of course, there's a kid right right here, that unfortunately- Probably won't make it through the next couple of days. But guess what? That kid, you see him, you tell him a joke, you and you see it all the time. That kid will still smile. Right. In in that state, you can still bring happiness. And so that's the real thing. How do we bring happy? How do we help other people? And all and, and then to back up on that, who's that person that is going to give that kid the opportunity to smile? That tell that joke. Mm-hmm. That's how, and that's what we are in life. We're, we're vectors, right? We're vectors in this world to be able to help someone, or you can walk by and say, oh man, the kid's gonna die anyway. I'm not gonna waste my energy on that. I know. And there are people like that. There is. Every day we get that opportunity. You look at that mirror and you say, Am I gonna be someone that gives good juice? I'm saying I don't give any juice at all, or gives bad juice. And people like you are very important because yeah, we have to spread that. Because again, it's never created or destroyed. No, it's transferred. And that's what people need to realize. Uh, no, I think you're doing a good thing, man. I Love appreciate it. it. And, you know, I always say like positive vibes only yep. because it is. And I, you know, even like, hey, we both played at Fresno State. Yep. 
let's be honest, two and four right now. Yeah. When this podcast will drop, the oh, we would have smoked game will be over. I was a DB. Uh, I would have, I would have I, acted like I, a hamstring pool. When you got off the, I would have acted just so I, I didn't look bad. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just gonna. I have become a podcast now yeah. that also is a fighter for the haters of Fresno oh. State football. And yeah. hey, if you're a Fresno State football fan, listen to yeah. this right now. You love us when we're up. You you don't like us yep. very much when we're down. And I'm just saying, love us no matter what. Because Absolutely. these are 18 to 22 year old kids yep. busting their ass yep. to produce for the Valley and Absolutely. be the best version of themselves they could possibly be. So when I see like, even especially yeah. fans saying, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They can't, yeah. they suck. I'm like, hey man, yeah, stop. And yeah. I don't care because again, yeah. I'm not ABC 30 Action News. Right. I'm not KC24. Yeah. Pull up, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to come to that. Yeah. But I want people to stay yeah. and be like, hey, keep that same energy when in four weeks, five weeks, we're in the Mount Washington right. Championship room. What I tell people too, man, and that's why I, I love athletics. Go a little bit more elementary, right? And you go to someone and you say, hey, what if someone was talking about your kid like that? Right. Your kid who's eight years old and you say, oh, his team sucks. You'd be like, hey. Hey, man, calm down. Calm down. That's right? what I'm saying. I, why, do, why is it good to talk to another young man to, uh, like that? Right. So no, I agree with you 100%. If I could say anything, people <laughs> say, stay through the game. Stop leaving early. Stay through the game. That's how you show support, right? Backing someone up isn't backing up someone. You're it's convenient. Yeah. Backing up someone is when it's not convenient. I always tell people. I use the word helping, right? Old lady falls in front of me. Me picking her up isn't help. I'm supposed to help her out, right? To give late to work. I'm in bad mood. My back hurts. Someone from across the street falls. Stop with them. Now that's helping. You go helping isn't helping only when it's convenient, right? Taking that to athletics and supporting Fresno State. Don't come in there just when we have the David. I'm the David. So the David and the Derek cars. But you got to be there, blood in, blood out, man. You got to be in there. So I, I'm with you on that. I, I if not, I, that's if all not I'm don't wear a red shirt. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying to be a hater. And like I think people. Oh, I'm a hater too. with that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like I think people forget too. Yeah. 18 to 22 year old bro. That's a that's a young. That's a, that's young a pretty young man, man. Yep, like young man. there's a lot of pressure on these people. Yep. Like I get it, but. Just calm down. Like they're yeah. gonna, and you know what? Have, have some faith in Jeff Tedford. Yeah. Like for, just, just do it. Yeah. Okay. Before we continue, I got a couple ad reads. Mm -hmm. First things first. This episode is brought to you part by the American Pistachio Growers. Mm -hmm. If you want to perform like the pros, eat your pistachios. Absolutely. Kids, eat your nuts. Yep. A lot of protein in them. Actually, great source of healthy fat. Healthy fat is essential. I'm sorry for hormone production. Eat those pistachios, Jake. Yep. Clip that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, second up, we have Fresno First Bank. Absolutely. Huge supporters mm -hmm. of the Bring the Juice podcast. Fresno First, the local bank to Fresno in the community. They got a strong connection with business owners. Mm -hmm. They help them grow and succeed. You walk into Fresno First, they give you a high five, a handshake, a go dogs, a, hey, you listened to that episode mm -hmm. of Bring the Juice last week. One of those. And they're, they're positive vibes only. And if you're looking for a definitive banking experience where they're going to treat you like family and take a sound business approach, then Fresno First is where you're going to need to be. It's not even close. And Frank, I'll jump on that too. Please. I'm a business owner. I own a couple of businesses. I bank with Fresno First Bank for two reasons. First reason, when you start a business, everybody wants your money, right? Of course. Fresno First Bank is local. And exactly like I said, when I walk in, they know who I am. They treat me well. So, you know, just like Bulldogs, stop selling out, man. Support local. Jake, clip that one too. <laughs> Seriously though, last ad. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I gotta say they're they're one of the OGs, Dervos Deli. I don't know if you've been, but it is across from the Sabon Center. It used to be the Deli Delicious right okay. there by Red Wave Liquor. Okay, and uh, uh, there's a Starbucks right there. Okay, I'm not kidding when I say this. I had a meeting there this week with Terry Toomey. We walked in there. I was waiting for him. I was a little early. Had my Bring the Juice hat on. Yep. 
owner was like, hey, Frank, what are you doing here? I'm like, hey, I'm doing business. What do you yeah. mean, man? I'm trying to help the dogs out. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you want some fries? I was yeah. like, ah, my fiance is making dinner. He's like, I have some fries. Eat some fries. I'm like, dude, these are freaking yeah. bomb. Yeah. And he's like, I know. Yeah. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm always preaching right. the chicken sandwich on here. I'm preaching this, that, and the other. Dude, the Chris Cut fries, I mean, they'll they'll change your life. Nice. They're they're awesome. Right. Check it out. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm I know I've been saying this, but I'm gonna have my own bring the juice sandwich up there. Nice. I think if you wear a bring the juice hat when you go in yeah. and you get the sandwich, it's like it's like five bucks or something like that. Nice. A right. nice steal, right? There you go. Anyways, those are the supporters of Bring the Juice. Uh shout out to all our sponsors. Absolutely. I gotta get you some Dervos. Yeah, I'm ready. You know, working with all these athletes in the valley, and we've and we've been circulating this. Is there an ultimate goal someday you'd like to achieve with these athletes? I know you got your platform now. We're going to get into all the things you do to help these athletes with recover. I know you got Recover Me. Yep, yep. We're going to get into what you do there. Okay. But is that is that the ceiling? Is that what you want to do? Are you satisfied with that? Do you eventually want to open a, a sports complex someday mm-hmm. that ha- has all these things offered? Because I don't know about you, but you had the training room at Fresno State. Yep. It's you don't really there's no really training rooms for normal people. Right. It's it's right. it's kind of a rare thing. Yeah. Anyways, what do you think? What's what's your ceiling? Ooh, so my ceiling, I, you know, believe it or not, it's gonna divert a little bit from athletics, but my goal, because people have asked me, oh man, when are you gonna reach success? My goal eventually is gonna be able every year to be able to pay for someone to go to a university. That's my goal. To be able to say, hey, you know, I, I got children right now, one of them paying fifty thousand a year for them to go to college. I would love to be able to say, Hey, you want to go study at Cornell? Absolutely, we'll pay for that. Yeah. And so there's one of the scholarships that we started some year ago, uh, years ago. It's called the Unfinished Business Scholarship. Actually, a good buddy of mine, Dante Marsh, we played uh, together through social media. Again, positive energy. Uh, social media, we got in contact. He was doing good things for some kids out in Oakland. Filed a couple of classes short from graduating. He was trying out for the pros. He ended up playing in Canada for blah, blah, blah. It happens to a lot of us, right? Absolutely. So I told him, listen, man, I'm going to pay for your school. Pay for school. At the time, you know, at a, at a state was an expense. I think it was $6,000 I paid. Helped them out. Since then, so now it's been, golly, seven years. Every year we've helped someone that's going back to school pay wow. for the, their school. Now, these are little $2,000, $2,500 scholarships, $2,500 scholarships. But my goal would eventually be that I, I'm going to make this up. Um, well, no, I'll say he's a buddy of mine. Cameron Worrell came back to school, finished, and then also he ended up getting his master's. I would love to be able to say, hey, man. We're going to pay for that. Right. Because what people don't understand, you know, they're going to talk about, oh, when you're a kid, you had a scholarship, or when you were younger, you had a scholarship and whatnot. There's a lot that goes on, man. So it much is very hard, Very hard to go to school. Yes. And you're also a young guy. And I know although athletics is first, or I'm sorry, uh, academics is first, let's be realistic. Well, it's yeah. student athlete. Yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be that, but let's be realistic, man. Your body hurts. You're thinking about the game. You know, it, it's a lot of athletics plays into it. And so my goal eventually would be for what we've put blood, sweat, and tears into the field, when we fit, when we're no longer scoring touchdowns, we're no longer making interceptions to help these guys out. And that's what we've been able to do for the last seven years. Again, scholarships are usually about $2,500, but I would love, I would love for the next time someone uh, um, um, says, hey, you know, I'm going to get my master's, I'm coming back, whether it's, uh, you know, $2,500 or $30,000. Right. So we got this. Right. Because you've done your time. And that that's kind of my... Go with the through a foundation. I have to talk about Vista Foundation. I I mean I love that. I want to yeah. make sure we support that. Shout that out. That's awesome. That's absolutely beautiful that you do that. Have you? I mean, have you considered? I like that you mentioned. You know, going through the ringer as an athlete, and like mm-hmm. these student athletes go through so much. Has you uh, 
has. Have you considered like the whiskey? Can can I say real quick? We're in a national shortage of lidocaine. It's an anesthetic, like getting up. So what did dentists and doctors used to do back in the day? Yeah. Use whiskey. So we're just just numbing the, I have a sore tooth. Right. That's, that's all I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm doing. I broke my jaw in high school, that's right. so maybe yeah, it's, yeah, a, that's it's like it. a natural instinct. Yeah. Or something so it's a like doctor's that. orders, right? <laughs> and we need some more. Yeah. What do you? I mean, what's your take then on nil? Because yeah. I think, like, and call me crazy, but I think Fresno State is one of those places. I look. Okay, I saw the stat today mm-hmm. about Auburn. If you play football at Auburn, mm-hmm. walk on or scholarship. Mm-hmm. If you're on the roster, the 110 man roster, you're getting paid. $7,500 a month. Mm. Now, that's SEC money. Mm-hmm. That's There's a lot going into that. Mm-hmm. Do you? But I'm just thinking like, okay, we're in the Mountain West. There's talks of us going to the Pac-12, mm-hmm. the Big 12s, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all these. If Let's just use the Mountain West as an example. If Fresno, as a recruiting tool, because that's what it's becoming now. Yep. Do you think if Fresno State set, made it, it became a thing where we're, yeah, maybe we're not doing 7,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. But maybe we have a fund where every mm-hmm. we got 10 people that pitch in mm-hmm. X amount a month and each player gets 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. I know, I don't know about you, but when I was in college, yeah. if I got a $500 envelope yeah. every month, that'd be pretty awesome. Absolutely. That'd be yeah. really, really cool. Right. And if I saw that on a thing like Twitter or Instagram yeah. and it was known, I would kind of be like, uh, am I going to go to yeah. blah, blah, blah or yeah. Fresno State and collect right. 500 bucks, which what's that six grand a year i mean i'm going there so i mean do you i think there's enough people that care about fresno state football people care enough about the valley yep that would come together to do something like that absolutely you think so and one of the things i'm gonna brag a little bit we're actually the only company the first and the only fresno that is doing an nil deal with fresno state football so all the all the athletes have been in this has all been gone through the compliance compartment department They come, they get their cryotherapy, the recovery, really? IVs, all the stuff that you see post. We do it through the NIL to help people out. Now, it's not financial, but they get recovery for but if sports. You're, but if you're an athlete, you could come in and you could get Hyper, it. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy. All the main things that we that Which is what Tom I want to Brady, get into next. Seth, uh, Steph Curry, all those guys get, our local athletes are getting as well. And, and you know, some of them will speak on, you know, what 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 they've had done. They've had, right. You, actually, today you saw my post. I had one young man get an IV earlier, right? Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm about it. The, the one thing I will say is this. Again, I, I go back. I'm a little bit older now. I have my my son who's uh, uh, 16 playing ball out in Chicago. And I tell him this. Things would be nice to be an SEC. and would, But if you're not there yet, if you're not there, I want to hear you bitch and moan about it. Right. What I don't want is that to take away your hunger. Right. There's something that's awesome about the guy that's a walk-on. I love There's it. Some, there, there was a, po- a podcast of yours that I was hearing or listening to. And actually a couple of them, but one of them was talking about the, the goats, right? With these best athletes, right? And, and there's a bunch of, Jordan was one that was mentioned. Absolutely. But one of the athletes that I have my kids watch is Mike Tyson. I'm going to tell you why. Mike Tyson was five foot nothing. I actually met him in Vegas. He's probably like five, 10, mm-hmm. knocking out six, six dudes, right? So he wasn't this dude that was six foot eight, probably, and he worked hard work ethic, blah, blah, everybody at that level. You have to, to be the goat. Right, right. right. What I loved about Mike Tyson, and you know, he's so open about his talks, is he had the fear of God when he, he was so scared. Now, he didn't let this opponent know. He, to him, he was a tiger, and he was, but he was so scared of letting uh, uh, Customato uh, down. He was afraid of losing. I love hungry people. It's and I tell people that. So for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously people say, oh, there's another doctor that does it. Oh, 
To me, there's no comp- competition. Oh, man. I'm not worried about the guy that got into medical school. I'm worried about the guy that didn't get into medical school. Or I'm worried about that doctor that's coming from Nigeria, from Pakistan. Hungry dog always runs faster. <laughs> Absolutely. Every so time. that's what I'll say. The NIL, NIL sounds great. And when it comes, it comes. But if you don't have it, work your ass off so you can get it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's the mindset. I've, yep. I've always taken it. I mean, so, you know, these athletes, let's get into Recover Me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got cryo. Yep. I mean, go. Yep. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Basically, what we, we did is... Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of doctors like myself, we learn to treat disease or once there's an injury, right? What about preventative, right? And we know now that inflammation causes about 99% of disease from cancers to hamstring tears, right? Low vitamin C, oxidative stress, hamstring pulls. So what we really work on is your body's optimization, getting you to be the best you. And that can be with hyperbaric oxygen therapy, decreasing oxy- oxygen, or I'm sorry, increasing oxygenation, decreasing inflammation. We do these recovery IVs such as Myers cocktails from Dr. Myers and in, in, uh, yeah. uh, Johns Hopkins for inflammation, vitamin C. There's a bunch of different ones. We start out with blood work uh, to find out where you're at, right? Whether it's hormones, whether it's vitamins, inflammation. So we started this, this, this company, so to speak, instead of going the traditional route and giving medicine, rather making your body, body has an amazing ability to heal itself. You hear this all the time in shows like Joe Rogan and all, and it's true. And all I'm doing now is, Mixing a little bit of medicine, or medical knowledge, with a little bit of uh, our athletic, our just athletic treatment. Knowledge. Absolutely, yeah. Right. So we'll talk about hamstrings. I just had this young man come in, and I won't say who he is, but he was a college athlete at, at a community college. Um, played with his dad. Kid kept pulling his hamstring, pulling. And so everybody is telling this kid, "You need to work out your hamstrings. You need to work out your hamstrings." And I go, "Well, let me tell you something. Every around this nation, there's thousands and thousands of kids that are playing just like you. How come they're not pulling their hamstrings? So that's nothing to do." Real with your hamstring. It's the structure of the hamstring. Yeah. And so what we ended up doing was looking at this kid and his feet were so stiff. He, he couldn't do these exercises. I always post them in, in Instagram. His mobility was horrible. So just like a car, his alignment was off. Mm. As the alignment was off, the hamstring was pulled. And then sure enough, I started talking about his nutrition. Man, this kid, he it's looks great. <laughs> Flaming hot Takis, you know, soda pop, all that crazy stuff. And so what ends up happening, pulling his hamstring. We got this kid in our hyperbaric chamber, red light therapy, Vitamin C IVs, but the main thing working on mobility, guys running well now. Wow. Yeah. The body has an amazing ability to heal itself. Don't let it, don't let people tell you otherwise. That's what PRP is, right? Yeah. Platelet-rich plasma. When I was a kid, uh, Kobe Bryant got it. He had to fly to Germany because then they didn't know what it was. All it's doing is we're drawing your blood, we're right. spinning it down because our body, you know, right now, if you were to punch me, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna bruise. A couple of days, the bruise goes away and it feels better because my body sends signals to heal. Well, what we do now is potentiate that healing. So make it, as you get older or through inflammation, your body's ability to heal decreases. So what we do is we maximize your body's own ability to heal, whether it's nutrition, whether it's sauna, whether it's cryotherapy, we find those modalities to you. And right now we're doing it for our athletes. Actually, I'm going to meet with uh, some basketball players. So we're, we're, ch- we're taking care of these Fresno guys. I, I, I loved it. I mean, that's that's absolutely awesome. Yep. Is it open? To, is, I know you're taking care of the athletes. Mm-hmm. A lot of bringing juice athletes. What about if I'm just... What, let's say I'm I'm yeah. done. I don't I don't know you personally. That's it, actually how I make my money. <laughs> right, right, so, right. So, yeah, I'd go broke if everything was free. So the athletes I help with the NL deal, but for the most part, my number one is uh, washed up athletes like me. Right? Yeah, I, I still think I, I can do it. Right, I'm running a half marathon in a couple of weeks. I, people like me that can pay for it, and then also young high school, their parents pay for it. Right, right. And, and there's other things I do. So like my cancer patients, they get the hyperbaric chamber for free. Right, I, I, we do well enough that we. We got to give back, man. We have to give back. So for these young athletes at Fresno State, I know how it is. It, on You've the been post, there. Yeah, it's been tough. there. They, 
they may post wearing Jordans, but you and I know back then. It was, man, that's you and I know check. we're, we're broke, nothing. man. Yeah. yeah. Dad got that for them. We're right? going so, to Applebee's on yeah, freaking Fridays. Absolutely. I know yeah. that is. So, so I really uh, try to help out as much as possible. But also with the notion that, you know, I talk to all of them. When they're done, they help. That Just going back to, you know, going all the way back to what we talked about at the beginning. When that young guy, guy you got it. Helping yep. that guy that's just finished with sports. Hey, man, you help someone else helped you. You help that person back. Right. And that's what it all comes down to. And that's what I'm, there's, there's a guy I'm going to name drop him that we're helping out as well. Guy named Nico. Nico, yeah. uh, 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 number was he number one? Or me here? Yeah, yeah. He comes to the clinic. See him post with us. I was in uh, in uh, Chicago, a little part time Chicago, and this young lady that uh, 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 that I know out there. Uh, she goes and she says, "You know what? That guy Nico played at Cal. She went to Cal. Yeah, played at Cal." She said she didn't say he's this handsome guy. Didn't say he's this good football player. Said, "You know what? That guy Nico, very nice guy, very respectable and very smart." That's why I like Nico. So I talked to Nico. I said, good for you. Yeah. Right now, what you're building, you build, you, I always say, you shake hands and you kiss babies, right? What you're say building it all the time. now, you got it. What you're doing now is going to follow you later on. And that's what I try to show these athletes too. Because later on, football is going to end, whether you're good or whether you're, you know, horrible. No one cares. No, it's going to end. And the reason people speak to you, because they remember you when you play, right? Yeah, we're all, we all do crazy things. But if you say, man, Frank's a cool guy. Juan's a really cool guy. They're going to remember that when you get old. And you also remember those guys that didn't give a crap about you, right? And that's the other thing I try to tell these guys. No, you could definitely be you. you be, but remember, man, what you're doing now is you're building that platform so that you can have this podcast. And, I, you know, I tell my little brother, I, people, I've never once said I've been the biggest touchdown scorer ever. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't that dude. I got, there's dudes on this wall that were, but yeah. one of the reasons I have such a good connection with the guys yeah. that I played with and, and the coaches that I played with is because... Again, like you said, high character dude. Yeah. I was I, I was always real. Right. And yeah. I think when you're a pr- guy who works their ass off, you're respected. And right. to me, it was always been about respect. Right. And even when if I when I was in high school, we would go against a team that you know what they're just better than us. We went against a couple. Of, we played some Edison teams yeah. that had 15 dudes on that were going yeah. signed to play yeah. Division One yeah. football. Probably not going to get it done. Right. We got 23 dudes at Memorial on our team. Right. Like it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. My goal was to go as hard as I can and guess what these these dudes are going to respect me I don't care what happens you keep that mindset up of I just want to be respected I want to be respected I want to be respected and guess what there's guys who are on billboards at Fresno State years ago who nobody's nobody cares about them anymore they don't that's right me I've tried to stay in my lane I'm trying to be the best version of myself I could possibly be every day and help these guys out that are doing their thing. And if you're a guy who's listening to this that is in that realm of you were once on a billboard and guess what? Now no one cares because you kind of just yeah. went into a tank. Guess what? You could climb out. Absolutely. Energy, juice, it never dies out. It never it dies just out. just transfers over. Just transfers over. And get Absolutely. some of it back in your belly because you need it. Absolutely. And you know what? If you had it at one point, you would get it again. Get I truly again. believe that. Absolutely. I think getting it the first time might be a little hard. Yeah. But if you had it once, there's a spark that you get it right. again. Right. And that transition, it's hard. Man. Absolutely. Holy cow, it's hard. Yeah. You go from king shit to just oh yeah. You know, twenty dollars an hour. Absolutely. Nine to five. Yeah. No yeah. one cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's you know, and it's especially in this society with social media when people want what's next, what's next. But that should also tell you at the end of your day, that 24 hours, uh, when it's oh, man, start fresh. You know, there's there's someone I forget the mathematics of how many seconds there are in a day, but it's you know there's so many seconds you have in a day. And if you looked at it like in a bank account, right? If we had a million dollars every day to spend, right? 
we wouldn't spend part of it because I'm going to save it because no, you spend at the end of the day, it's done. Right. Right. What you would do is you're going to spend, you're going to make the most out of that million dollar every day because every day you wake up, it's your starting over. That's how we have an eye. So what happens is what those touchdowns that you made in the past, those interceptions, or on the opposite, those mess ups, that next day you have an opportunity to redeem yourself or make yourself do something better. Right. right. And, and I go through that too. It's tough. I, I, uh, you know, three days out of the year, I go, or I'm sorry, three times of the year, I try to do global. So I go, I go to countries like Colombia, Honduras, this year I'm going to Nigeria to help people out. You know, I do that because I have to remind myself, man. And, and also what happens is last year's Colombia trip, I already got old. People got, I got to do it again. Right. I got to do it. You have to remind yourself. It's like going to the gym, right? Absolutely. Right now you bench press once. Eh, two weeks from now, that bench pressing didn't matter. It's doing it consistent. Right. And that, that goes from transferring your juice to people to helping people. You got to wake up and say, no, man. And if you look at it, when you're scoring touchdowns, what were you doing? You're waking up early, 6 a.m. You're disciplined. So if you want to get back to that level, get back to that routine. Get your ass up early. Eat right. You know, get your mind right. Get it going. That same energy you had that you applied to sports, it could be transferred into oh, yeah. kicking ass in life. Oh, and that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing we say. Absolutely. So, you know, Doc, my last question would be, if I, you know, if in a student athlete who's now entering real life. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're done with that structure yep. of division one sports. Maybe you're done with the NFL, a long right. seasoned career, yep. whether you like it or not, unless you're the, the top 1% of the NFL, yeah. you, you <laughs> don't have to, you're going to be right. an analyst, right? You're going to have to do something, right? What do you think is the number one character trait that athletes can carry over from their athletic career and apply it to regular life? Hard work. And I'm going to tell you, and it, it sounds very kumbaya, but I'm going to explain that for a second. It's hard work, and it's hard work in something you're not good at. And I'm going to explain. So you can walk into a room, and most likely, at least me, and I told this to my son, probably never going to be the strongest, probably never going to be the fastest, but you can walk in and be the hardest worker. If someone woke up at 4 a.m., you can choose to wake up at 3.50 a.m., right? The other thing is we tend to, people say, yeah, man, working hard in the gym. It's because you like that. Right. We all remember when we were playing football. We worked hard on things we didn't like. Right. Nobody likes squatting, 20 rep squats of 315. I remember Tucker made me do that. I wanted to, oh, I didn't know, not that much. 225, I think it was. 20 rep squats, right? <laughs> yeah, it might've been more. It was pretty good squats. But um, you you have to you have to have to be the hardest worker in the room yeah. at things that you suck at. And that's what athletes do well at, right? If all you do is work hard at things that you're good at, you're going to, man, you're going to be, it, it, you know, if you look again, mathematics, a little bell-shaped curve, you're going to be a small percentage. You got to work hard on those things that you're not good at. And that might mean, patience and saying, shit, I'm going to learn something. I, you know, it's not football anymore. I can't go lay people out. Maybe I'm going to work on this part of my attitude. Maybe you work on uh, a public speaking. Public speaking is tough, man. You do an awesome job. It's hard. And, and guess how you get good? You do, you get better at things just like we got in football, repetition. So if you want to, if you want to get better at whatever you want to do, whether it's sales, whether it's real estate, whether it's medicine, start practicing, get better, but be the hardest worker in the room. And that is measurable. People say, oh, how do you measure hard work? I could tell you right now, if I wake up, I did, if I woke up today at 3.50 to go to the gym, if I'm already up, up and going by four, and someone says, oh, I got up at six, man, I already had two hours on you. Right. There's Dante Marsh, same guy. He always has the same. He goes, how can they beat you if they can't outwork you? Right. right. It's the same thing. So that's to me the number I, one trick. I agree. I mean, and you, and you said it great there. Like I say control the controllables all yep. the time. Like you yep. you have to. Yep. It, and, and, and you can't... Uh, you can't overthink it. Just yeah. it's as simple as it sounds, yeah. and it's it, and 
if you do that, I think you could go to bed and sleep good every night because yeah. you know you worked your ass off to be the best version of yourself you could possibly be that day. Absolutely. Doc, I'm going to wrap it up here. You got anything else you want to say to Bring the Juice Nation? Man, I, I want to say I really love what you're doing. I think uh, listening to some of the podcasts, it's great to get, what you're really trying to do is again, transfer that juice to other people. And that's what we're here in this world. We're actually, the way you cure yourself from illness is by helping other people. Isn't that amazing? So by you doing this and by you guys listening, by you helping out that other athlete that's maybe going through some stuff or that young kid that wants to become an athlete like you, that's what's going to really fill your cup. It's right. not going to be what you do for yourself. You're already an athlete. You're already, you've been putting this word kicks some ass. It's done. Help someone else out and you'll get that much better. And actually, I, I again, I talked about my team uh, that I have with me and, and whatnot. I'm, I'm super blessed. And the only reason I'm blessed is because I continue to help people. The day I stop helping people, that gift's going to be taken away from me. I already know. That's the way things work in this world. It's the way it works. Wake up in the morning, you say, what kind of juices am I going to give to someone? Mm -hmm. I can give good juice, bad juice, or no juice at all. Give good juice, man. Bring that goddamn juice. Bring that goddamn juice. Get your piss out, guys. An absolute banger of an episode. Uh, Doc, we're going to tag you and everything. Make some great collabs. The scholarships. We got we got some we got some shit to talk about. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say too, man. We're we're speaking not just because I'm here. We're gonna sponsor your show. Back up local, man. Be about it, right? Be a about lot of people it. talk about things. You say, oh, I got this guy's back. You really got your friends back, right? Getting someone's back is not. Oh, I'm gonna go party with them. No, no. getting someone's back. Say, yeah, man, get out of here. Go study. I agree. Get out of here. Let's go Be run some friends. Let's do it. So for you guys that are gonna watch the show that are my homies, back this guy up. Let's give him a sponsor. Appreciate it. Let's get it going. Y'all, fire me up. Bring the juice this week, baby. Go dogs.